0: Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts on the fan.
1: Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe, on WFAN Sports Radio. If you want to be in the New York, no, gotta know, got to know to Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe, 66 on your AM dial, 101.9 FM, Joe and all right, 204
0: on the fan, and a very good Tuesday afternoon to you. Benigno and Roberts in the afternoon, 877-337-6666. Here's the phone number here till uh, 6 o'clock. We'll have the uh, Odds on Sports Show uh, coming up with uh, the great John Jastrzemski. Yankee baseball after that game, two of their series. Against the Rays at the stadium, Ernie Acosta, he's in Manhattan. We're live from the Town Fair Tire studio where nobody, 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 and nobody on top of that beats Town Fair Tire, absolutely nobody. Bro, how are you?
1: Happy September 1st. Here you go, 9-1. You believe September first,
0: uh, you know, it's
1: it's uh, it's insane. It's it insane. really is. It's insane. September first, twenty twenty, at night, where the Islanders have a chance to yes. advance to their first conference finals in twenty seven years. Yes,
0: and they'll play if they win the Tampa Bay Lightning. I actually watched a lot of that game last night, and I give the Bruins credit for making it. You know, coming back Hell scored with about two and a half minutes to go, I had a chance to win it.
1: They sure in, did. At
0: the end of regulation, they got a power play on Victor Hedman, uh, right, really the last minute and 56 of the game, and we're unable to capitalize. And then two overtimes in it, that same guy scores the winning goal for Tampa.
1: And not only was it big for Tampa to advance, obviously, but now they're dealing with this Kucherov injury, and who knows yes. how serious yep. that is. Yep. Steven Stamkos hasn't played right. since right. this NHL yep. season has right. resumed. And now they get a little bit of a break, though. It's possible. I was just reading on Twitter, Elliot Friedman tweeted it out that if the Islanders can close out, they got to go to Edmonton tonight.
0: Am I correct now? They got to go to Edmonton if they win now, right? Well,
1: Joe, you'll eventually be correct. But if the Islanders win tonight, it's possible that they would start the conference finals in Toronto and then eventually move it to
0: Edmonton. Well, why would they do that? I mean, I, I don't understand. Why would you move? Why wouldn't you just play the conference finals in Toronto and then I get you know play the finals in in one place in Edmonton either place? Why, why well, would you have to Well, because
1: the Western Conference postseason is still going on. Vegas Nine is ten, trying right? to close out Vancouver right. tonight. Right. The right. Dallas Colorado series is still going on, so right. if those series continue, at just because they want to get things started right away, they don't want to wait too long. Right. Which they would. Sense. They would promptly start things in Toronto. That's the reason because you still have two series out west that aren't done yet. Right. Now, you right. may have one done tonight because much like the Islanders are trying to close out Philadelphia, Vegas is trying to close out Vancouver, and then tomorrow night, Dallas is trying to close out Colorado, but those series are still going on. So how odd would that be? I guess it would mimic real well, uh, the, the old world where you actually travel in the midst of a postseason series.
0: Yeah. I, I, it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me, though, why they just don't play the conference final in Toronto. I, I, and then, and, and, you know... Only one team really has to
1: move. You know what I mean? Oh, as opposed to moving both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I wonder for both teams, for Tampa Bay and for the Islanders, hopefully tonight, but who knows. Right. If these guys are actually excited about getting on a plane and getting out of town. They've been in the same place for a long time, Joe. Yeah. I I can see that being exciting.
0: I guess that would be exciting. Maybe, maybe if I'm the Islanders or the, or the Lightning, though, no, I say, boy, I've been pretty successful here in Toronto, and I really want to get out of here. That, that's another. I mean, way. I, okay. You could almost, you know, especially the Islanders who have won actually three would have won would have because they haven't won this yet. Right, right. would have won three series. You know, to oppose the Tampa's, too. I mean, you wonder, oh, my God, why do we want to get out of here?
1: I don't know how deep these superstitions go, but remember, the Islanders had to change hotels after they knocked off Washington. So they've already had some kind of changes. Obviously, going from one side of Canada to the other is another significant change. But superstition aside... For any of these guys in the NHL bubble or the NBA bubble, I would assume it would be exciting to get something different. I mean, yeah. basically, they're on this really, really long vacation, or I wouldn't even call it a vacation, like this working trip that they're on. So I don't know. Maybe they're, they're excited about getting out of that same maybe. bubble they've been in for a while. Maybe. But either way, take care of business tonight. They did not play their greatest game in Game 4, but yet they were still able to overcome Philadelphia. They have to go back to Varlamov tonight. They should go back to Varley. I have the utmost confidence that Coach Trotz will do that, and they just have to continue playing Islander hockey because that's what they've been doing since the bubble started with that first-round series against Florida. The relentless hockey that they've played, they've outplayed everybody on the five-on-five. They've had guys step up all over the place and just keep it going, and they'll advance to what would be – the first conference finals in twenty seven years. That is amazing. Tough I, to look, fathom. I mean, it.
0: They have they have a very a great shot. I mean, they have played outstanding hockey. Uh, they played as good as anybody in this bubble. I mean, I, I, how else can you say it? I mean, they they've been great. They've been great. They have been great they what are they ten and three so yeah. far in the thirteen playoff games they have played. You know, in Toronto. Uh, you can't ask for a lot better than what you've gotten so far from the Islanders. I mean, now they sure. just
1: need nine more. There you that's go. it. Nine more. Down to nine. That's yeah. it. Now, as far as the other team in Tampa Bay is concerned, the Tampa Bay Rays, <laughs> wow. what's, what's so odd about this discussion that we'll have today about Garrett Cole and the Yankees is that when you think back to all the big free agent starting pitchers the Yankees have signed, let's go all the way back to Catfish Hunter. For those that remember, I don't remember. I just know about it. You I, know, you I certainly it. do. Of <laughs> you course. do. When you look at Catfish Hunter and you look at Mike Mussina and you look at Karsten Charles Sabathia, when they are six, seven, eight, nine starts into their Yankee career, it's May. It's early June. It's early, and if those guys, and all three of them, by the way, did not get off to great starts as Yankees, I would think that all we'd all agree all three of them ended up having pretty good careers as Yankees.
0: Yeah, Two of oh, them of won course. championships. Yep. One of them in Messina yep. had a
1: very good career. Yep. 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 But we are going to judge free agents, and it happens even with non-pitchers. Probably all Hall of Famers, too, probably. I mean, CC
0: is a good chance he's getting in. So I think be,
1: CC will end up in them the, all Hall, in of in the Hall, fame. Hall of
0: Fame. Yeah, that is all correct. Three of those, you know, those three.
1: And I thought it was interesting because I looked back at Catfish. Catfish Hunter, in his first three starts as a Yankee, and remember, he won the Cy Young before he came here. So he was coming yes. off a pretty good year. Yeah. In his first three starts with the Yankees, he was 0-3 with a 7.76 ERA. Mm. In CC Sabathia's first six starts, he was 1-3 with a 4.85 ERA. In Mike Messina's first five starts, he was 1-3 with a 4.78 ERA. All of those are bad. And I am sure at the time there was this, I don't want to use the word panic, but there was this, hey, what the heck's going on? We just spent right. a lot of money. How come five starts in, Mike Messina's not pitching like the guy from Baltimore? How come is not like the guy in Milwaukee? That's where we are right now with Garrett Cole, except the difference is, and this is one of the many weird things, Joe, that we have to get used to, is that eight starts in his Yankee career is past the halfway point of this season, and it's in September. Yeah. So it's just... He hasn't been good his last few starts. His overall numbers through eight starts has not been nearly what you expected, but eight starts translates to September. And that's the part that is just so bizarre when trying to judge what Garrett Cole's been as a Yankee so far, which obviously hasn't been great. Well, look, I mean, it's going to matter what
0: he does in September. I mean, excuse me, in October when they get into the playoffs. I mean, that's the bottom line. He has a pitch good. He's given up the home runs, given up a lot of home runs. Uh, You know, we saw that in Atlanta. We saw it last night. How about Choi? who absolutely crushes him. him. The guy is 8 for 12. It's, it's mind-boggling. He's 8 for 12 against Garrett Cole with two home runs. And,
1: and you know How what's nuts? possible? 8 for what, 12. What's also nuts is that when you look at G-Man Choi's home run in the first inning and his base hit in the third yeah. inning, and Cole was able to pitch through the trouble in the third right. Cole's ahead of the count. Yeah. Like, he's getting yeah. ahead of G-Man Choi, and then Choi is jumping on a pitch that hangs and is crushing it. But you're right. The career numbers. Eight for 12. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It just doesn't make sense. And and I thought yesterday, in a lot of ways, was Cole's worst performance because he was actually very lucky that he only gave up four oh, runs in five innings.
0: Look, he walked guy a couple times. He walked a leadoff batter. One, one inning he got away with it. He didn't get away with it the other inning. But it could have been a lot worse. He had that bases loaded, no out situation. He wound up only giving up one run in that in that situation. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, he labored. Let's be honest. I mean, he really labored through five innings yesterday. I mean, no doubt. That, that, they, you know, they were very stressful five innings.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look, he threw 103 pitches yep. in five innings. Yep. And I thought yep. yesterday yep. was an example of, you know, we always complain. And Ernie and I were texting about this. And I, I've always made this point to you the hypocrisy that managers have where a guy pitches great through seven innings. His pitch count's in the 90s. Up, I got to take him out. But when a guy <laughs> right. labors, right, right, right. got to get him through these five innings. So Garrett Cole ends up throwing 103 pitches in which every pitch was laborious. I mean, he did not no cruise question. in any no. inning he pitched. No, no, no. Would, the best start he got off was in the first inning when he got the first two guys out. And after that, obviously, that's when Yandy Diaz got the base hit. Clint Frazier made a yep. little miscue in right field. Choi hits the home run. He gives up the home run to Kevin Kiermeyer, puts the first two guys on base in the third inning, puts guys on base in the fourth inning, loads up the bases in the fifth inning, and he just struggled throughout this entire game. I mean, they were lucky. He was lucky he got through five innings. Yeah, very it's lucky. The, it's the hypocrisy of it, because if he threw 103 pitches in seven gorgeous innings, right, you he would have come out. out. Right. Right?
0: No, no you're 100% right. 100% we always right. see that. And it didn't help it that the other guy was pitching a no hitter into the sixth inning, Tyler Glasnow, who looked just absolutely dominant in this. Joe, that
1: that comes back to the other problem because when you look at the Yankees right now, and the reason why you don't worry, despite how awful they've played, is because eight teams make the playoffs, and they're going to make the playoffs, of course. If this was the format we expected, this would be Panic City. Because right now, they'd be in a dogfight with the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays and the Cleveland Indians for one of those two, along with the race for the division, but with those teams for one of the two wildcard spots. They wouldn't be in a playoff spot if the season ended today. But luckily, that's not the way it is. That's why this format, which you and I hate, and I think most people hated, as we sit here today on September 1st, it benefits the Yankees and the Mets.
0: Oh, no, there's no question.
1: I mean, this it thing is. looks completely different if it's it was all- the... Format yeah. we were used to.
0: Yeah, and plus, you know, and uh, you know, no, no, doubt, it definitely benefits them. It definitely but, does. But yeah, you know right what? Now, the other all you got to do is finish first or second in your division, no matter what the record is, and you're in. That's you're it. in.
1: And, and I mentioned it. this to you yesterday. When you look at the eight teams right now currently sitting in a playoff spot in the American League, they're all pretty comfortable. Because that last spot, or the spot that's nine, that's on the outside looking in, is a team that's 16-16, and and it's the Detroit Tigers. And then it's the Orioles at 15-19. and So you should feel safe if you're the Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, White Sox, Indians, Twins, A's, and Astros, that you're going to be the eight teams. So it certainly has changed, I think, what the panic level would be if it wasn't eight teams making the playoffs. But the bigger worry to me, Joe, than Cole, because I think Cole has proven that he will be fine. He proved that last year when over his first eight starts, he was also very mediocre. Obviously there aren't thirty two starts this season. It's a little bit different. But the guys I'd be worrying about are the guys in this lineup that have not stepped up while guys have been hurt, and the two guys that jump out at me are Gary Sanchez and Brett Gardner.
0: Well, Sanchez has been horrible. I mean it really it's a the guy's batting what, one thirty or whatever he's batting? I mean, uh he, he looks he looks terrible. And one twenty eight. Yeah. And Gardner too. Gardner's gotten under two hundred. That- he is not uh, you're right, you're not wrong.
1: And, and the guy that's
0: really saved him is Luke Voigt, who's been, oh, he's been great phenomenal. I mean he another home run last night, he's got thirteen home runs on a season. You know, and obviously LeMayu is just money. I mean, you forget it. I mean he's he's when he's he's healthy, he's good for two hits every game. Basically. LeMayu.
1: Basically, that's you what know? he's proven to be. Right. Right. And getting him back is a big help, Sure. but they need it, and this is what they did so well last year when they went 103 games despite facing similar amounts of injuries. The guys that played stepped up, and that's what we're not right. seeing right, right. now. No, you're right. You know, and you're there are right. other guys on that list, Mike Tauchman, has really cooled off over the last couple of weeks as his playing time has been elevated. You know, Mike Ford will run into one every once in a while, but for the most part, he hasn't done much. Glenn Frazier's cooling off a little bit, but I I don't want to get on him too much. It's still a small sample No, but he has cooled
0: off a little bit the last few games. I agree with that.
1: And I don't usually do it, but Ernie knows it. This is about Gary right now, and it's not about his defense. It's not about blocking balls in the dirt. It's not about throwing guys out second base. It's not about that. It's about the fact that Gary Sanchez is a guy who has proven throughout his career, he's good enough to carry an offense. We've seen it. We've seen it before. And if the hope was that that grand slam over the weekend against the Mets was going to get him going, yesterday was a, you know, cold water right in your face. Yeah. Because he didn't have good at bats. He didn't hit the ball very hard. He went 0 for 4. He's sitting 128. They need him to hit. Forget the defense. I don't even care about the defense right now. Forget about that. They need him. To hit as long as Judge and Stanton and Glaber are out, Joe, guys like Gary Sanchez have to step up, and he hasn't. Other than the grand slam, that was one great moment for for, for him and the Yankees. Right,
0: right, right.
1: But he responded with an 0-4 yesterday.
0: Yeah, no, he wasn't good. No, he wasn't good. No, you're right. you're not wrong. I mean, uh, look, you know, Sanchez has not hit. Gardner has not hit. Uh, can't disagree with you. And he and you know, it it really is amazing that he's you know he's under one thirty. That's 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 a. That's a, that's a Scary number. That's it, that
1: it's Gary is scary in a different way to be yeah. at 128. That's for sure. Yeah. And the thing with Brett Gardner is Brett Gardner stunned all of us last year. I don't think anybody saw Brett Gardner having a career season last year coming. He had a great year. I didn't see it coming. I, I think I mentioned before the season started, I probably wouldn't have even brought him back, but he was great last year. But what you have to wonder about with Brett Gardner is he's not getting any younger. Yeah. You know, Brett Gardner's been around for a while. You know what, and, though? I,
0: I, at this point in time, I mean, to expect Brett Gardner to carry you, you know, that, that's different with Sanchez. You know, Sanchez to me is a, is a much different case than Brett Gardner. Oh,
1: 100%. Gary M- Gary's A much different
0: case than Brett Gardner now.
1: Yeah, I think with Brett, it's more, gimme more than 170. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. With, with Sanchez, right. I look at Gary Sanchez and I look at his career and I say, he is the guy right now. With everybody hurt, I mean, you are running out a three, four, five of Mike Ford, Clint Frazier, and Gio Rochella. He's the guy that's got to get hot. Well, and he's you mentioned, benefiting.
0: He's benefiting from no fans in the stands as well. I, I yeah, can imagine the beating he'd be getting from the Yankee fans if if there were fans there.
1: And, and I think now is where he would deserve it more oh, so no, than I, I, the, des- of course, more of course. so than the picking on of his on his defense, right. A part of why I always defend Gary Sanchez is there aren't a lot of great offensive catchers in baseball. And he has proven throughout his career how much of a plus offensive player he can be. And right now, in this moment, they just need him. And he hasn't been there. Now, you mentioned Luke Voigt. He's done a hell of a job.
0: He's been great. Luke Voigt's been terrific, no doubt.
1: I mean, 13 home runs through 33 games is a pretty damn good pace. Yep. Yep, yep. And look, you said this yesterday. I'm not sure how much I believe it's going to become mental with beating the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know if that well, is a factor at all. Well, they may not even have to deal with them.
0: I mean, you you could get to the playoffs, and, and they may not even have to
1: deal with Tampa Bay. Very possible. We don't know that. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you get to the playoffs, and again, as we laid out, they're going to be in the playoffs. Oh, despite yeah. how mediocre they've yes. been with yes. all these guys, sir. Yeah. I mean, just look at the standings. And I'm They're, not making, they're not missing the playoffs with eight teams making it. You never know who you're going to face. And you're right. You know, Tampa Bay plays a three-game series against the Houston Astros in the first round, which is possible. They could be gone. I think right now you're just sick of losing to them. Because if you go back to last year where they lost their last two games to them, even though the games didn't matter, it's 9 of 10 now that the Rays have won against the Yankees. 9 of 10 Tampa Bay has beaten the Yankees in. And that's what you're sick of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, look, I mean, what can I tell you? Seven out of eight this year? You know, I thought it was interesting last night. I I think O'Neal, was it O'Neal or David, David Cohn, whoever it was, one of them. You, just how comfortable. And, and, and you, you could see it. I mean, just the swings that Tampa was taking last night, they were a very comfortable team right now. And, and they're red hot. They got a lot of confidence playing the Yankees. You know, and you like you said, you're just happy that this is a a, a season where you know you, the, the not winning the division doesn't really matter. Oh yeah, because yeah, that that's, team's got something going, man. What are they? Where they? 25 11? Twenty five and, and eleven? Is that their record now? Twenty five and eleven, and they won eighteen in the last twenty one.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, ever since they got off to a mediocre start, right. they've been red hot. They've been the best team in baseball, and they've dealt with injuries too. It's been different. They've dealt with a lot of pitching injuries. They've lost a lot of arms out of their bullpen, and I do think that. Them being comfortable and them being confident and them playing with a swagger, that does matter. I sure. buy that a lot sure. more than I would ever buy. Boy, the sure. Yankees—they
0: think they no. can't beat the Rays. I don't no, buy no, that no. at all. Look, I mean, they could play them in the playoffs and beat them. I mean, who knows? You get into a, you know, anything—a best of three, a best of five, a best of seven, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, forget what happened during the regular season. I mean, and we, you- you know, we know
1: that. And you mentioned what O'Neill and Cohn said yesterday on the broadcast, and Garrett Cole confirmed it. And I thought Garrett Cole did a a decent job of kind of treading the line between thinking the Rays are on his pitches to where he's tipping his pitches, but then also taking the accountability of, hey, I stunk and I got to be better. Right. Because I think one of the problems is, yes, guys tip pitches. All right. And it's possible Garrett Cole was tipping pitches last night, but as fans, we don't want to hear it. He didn't perform. He gave up four runs in five innings. He gave up two more home runs. The guy's given up 12 home runs this season. Yep. That's been how yep. he's given up his runs this year, by giving yep. up home runs. And might I say, Joe, a few of them have been bombs. Yep. Like, they're not just, they're not wall yep. scrapers. Yeah. So yep. I think it was him explaining, I may be tipping my pitches, which could be true. I'm not saying it isn't. But then the other side of you wants to hear you say, I stink and I need to be better. And I think Cole addressed it. But it's it's a part of what makes this season so bizarre that he's eight starts into his season. Mm. Joe, that is a quarter of the way wow. in a normal season. But it's not normal. I mean, we, we you know, we, I know, it's, it's not a normal season. Th- but, but that's again, why, what do we judge? That's why when we judge what he's been through eight starts, I get why people would be ticked off. But is it the same as when Mike Messina started his career as a Yankee and CC Sabathia when it is? And it isn't because there aren't 32 starts coming your way. In fact, my math says there's only going to be five more regular season starts care. for him.
0: Nobody's going to care what Cole does in the regular season if, if he pitches great in the playoffs and helps lead the Yankees to a championship. Nobody will remember, you know, uh, you know, he, he gave up a bunch of home runs, he got beat up by the Braves, and he You're got right. beat up by Tampa. Nobody's going to care about that. You're right. You're right. Well, that's that's really the bottom line, right?
1: Hey, now. I re- I remember when they first signed him, that little argument that Ernie and I had on the air about what if Garrett Cole goes out and wins, you know, six Cy Youngs, but the Yankees don't win World Championships. Right. Well, this would be the opposite. If right. Cole ends up having this mediocre, you know, 12 start regular season, but then come playoff time, he's super dominant. Right. You know, you're right. It would make people forget. Right now, I think what you want is you just want the Yankees to play better baseball as they get closer to October. Winning the division doesn't matter. You know, we've laid it out. What do you get out of it? You don't mm-hmm. get that much. Yep. You know, so it's really just about getting healthy. That's really number 1, getting healthy. Getting healthy and playing better baseball. And I think for any Yankee fan's mental sake, you want to beat them tonight because you're sick and tired of losing to this baseball team. That's yep. all they've done to them this yep. season.
0: Yep, yep. Masahiro's the pitcher tonight, Tanaka?
1: Masahiro, yep. Tanaka Who's tonight. Who's pitching for them tonight? That would be Trevor Richards is going tonight. Trevor so Richards. this would be an opportunity. Right. It's not one of their big three pitching. So. No, and you've got Charlie Morton coming off the injured list tomorrow. Right, right, right. So this would be an opportunity for the offense to just bust out. That's what you need to see. Because let's face what we're going to see from Tanaka tonight. Tanaka will probably be brilliant. He'll be out by the fifth inning because he's going to throw sixty-five pitches, and that'll be enough. I mean, I'm, am I wrong? No, I, I
0: mean I, I I can't disagree with you.
1: That's the I reality. Can't disagree. That that's why yesterday here was what here's a positive out of yesterday's Yankee game. Miguel Yahuri coming in and giving yeah, you three scoreless innings.
0: That that kid pitched good. He because did. you're going to need he the did.
1: bullpen tonight yeah. after yeah. Boone takes Tanaka out after fifty-nine pitches. That's
0: funny, but it's true. But it's true. He He pitched well. That kid pitched very well. Yes.
1: We'll get to your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. The Mets are playing the Orioles with a marquee pitching matchup tonight. I mean, this is... This is as good as it gets. I'd be a little Asher, worried
0: about that the Orioles, but you said they may not make the playoffs. They, they got two wins coming up here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's they, pitching, who is this guy for listen, the Mets tonight? Listen to this marquee pitching matchup. Who is this guy for the Mets tonight? You got Asher Wojakowski for the Orioles and his 5 ERA against right. Ariel Jurado for the Mets. You know this guy? Yeah, they traded for him a couple weeks ago. They got him from Texas. He had like a 6 ERA last year. I'm Ariel Jurado.
0: Yeah, can I? Say, six. He, uh, so, uh, so basically, this guy. I, so he's not a prospect that they brought up. I mean, because that's he's, the first I'd ever heard of him.
1: He's not, not a prospect. I no, mean, oh, they traded for him like two right, weeks no, ago from no, Texas. Okay. Well, I
0: mean, you know, it's the. No, he's not like, a prospect. Uh, oh, you know, we, you know, we got.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> we this isn't Davy. ago,
0: and you know, we got uh, Max Scherzer. You know what I mean? No, this isn't Davy Garcia MVP,
1: making know? his debut or anything like that. No, no, no. no. So We'll get to the Mets situation. We'll talk to uh, former multiple-time NBA All-Star Carlos Boozer. We'll join wow. the show a little bit later on. Talk some basketball with him. National the, champion at Duke. That great Duke he was team in two thousand one,
0: and he that was a, beat uh, Richard Jefferson in the finals. As a matter of fact,
1: Arizona that year. And he was a longtime teammate of the great. I use that, you know. Darren Williams. So I'm curious to see what kind of <laughs> curious to see what he thought of Darren right, as a team. Right, right, I'm just right, you know right. I'm curious about that. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in, and deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs>